reading your Bible shouldn't be with the intent to justify why something is good or bad. It shouldn't be the reason behind your pain, your circumstance, or your situation. It shouldn't prove certain actions or attitudes or outcomes that you may have, but it should be with the intent to seek who you are and who you are not. Hey girl, welcome to the She Believe He Could podcast, a declaration encouraging women to believe again. Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So join me, your host, as I open up about my faith to believe in marriage, motherhood, sisterhood, and so much more. Let's start the show. Hey girl, and welcome back to She Believe He Could Podcast. I am your host, Kiana. Welcome, welcome back. We are doing a live podcast recording for those over on Instagram. And so this morning is already blessed me so much, y'all. We just did our morning devotional. If you do not follow She Believe He Could over on Instagram, I want to encourage you for I do understand that sometimes social media just needs to be on pause, okay? Sometimes social media is on a break and sometimes the podcast is all that you have and so I would love to know if you are not on social media please send me an email or get in contact with me some kind of way so I can make sure that if you are interested in morning devotional maybe I could um, get you signed up on our email list and I could kind of get that sent your way but it truly blessed us on this morning and so this episode was um, initiated from a Q&A that we did for She Believe He Could. Someone asked, what Bible was I reading from during that time? And in that moment, I was in my study life application Bible, which is a deeper, most deepest thoughts into reading the word. It gives you the accountability that you need. And then it also gives you real life perspective um, in English term. And so I made a comment that this Bible gives me perspective, but I am looking to receive the spiritual and revelation of what God is giving me. You and I, we can share the same perspective, but I want what only the Lord has for me. And I pray that is your heart's prayer. I pray that that is the discernment that you're praying for, because although you and I can look at something and see that the shade is red, but I want to look past the color. I want to look past the shape. I want to look past um, the actual figure of what something could look like. And I want to put on my spiritual lens and receive what God is showing me in the spirit. And so let's talk about that today, y'all. So I want to first give y'all some definitions. So I am a huge word person. I think the more I grow closer to God and the more I discern his spirit, he is really putting the power of life and death in my tongue. And so I'm very aware of what I'm talking about. I'm very aware of things I say, the words that I choose to use, because I do not want to mislead his people. I do not want to misguide his sheep. And I believe that God handles us in the same way. There is nothing that he's saying to us that is misleading ever. There is nothing that he is revealing to us that is going to misguide us on the path and the this journey in our life. And so I'm going to give you the definition of practical. And if I had not mentioned this, I am so sorry. The title of this episode is reading your word 
practical and spiritual. So today we're going to be talking about the practical and the spiritual side of reading your Bible. So I asked a couple of questions on Instagram and on Facebook. If you have a hard time reading your Bible, do you quite understand what you're reading? And do you re- do you understand the practical way of reading your word and the spiritual side of reading your word? The two go hand in hand. And so we're going to discuss that today if you are thinking like, hmm, practical and spiritual. So let's talk about that. The practical definition means concern with actual facts in real life. It talks about experience and it gives us the application piece that we need in our real life. So that's practical. That's something tangible. That's something that you can take and um, put forth and commit to today. That's something that you can add to your routine. So like quiet time with God is practical. You know, you want to get up at 6 a.m. Okay, we're going to get in our Bibles at 630. That's something practical. But spiritual, spiritual is the relationship between God and man. It gives us the gift of the spirit, life in the spirit, and it gives us the the discipline we need need to believe in who God is called to be. And so that also distinguished the relationship between man and Holy Spirit. And so again, the practical and the spiritual go hand in hand. We want to put some action behind our Bible reading. We want to be able to not only um, set some time aside to get in our word and read and have that time with God, but then we also want to invite the Holy Spirit in and we want to allow him to embrace us in that time. We want him to come over and take over our hearts and our souls and our spirits. And we want him to comfort us in the way that we know him to be. We want him to guide us in our thoughts as we're reading the word because we're not going to always understand what God is saying. So it's always best to invite the Holy Spirit into your time with God, whether that's in prayer, whether that's in worship. If you're just saying, okay, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. It is simple words like that that invites the Holy Spirit in and really mean what you say and say what you mean when you say it. I remember when I first started reading my Bible, I read from the intent um, of proving things in my life. I wanted to read, why am I being faced with so much agony? Why am I being faced with disappointment? Why am I sad? Why am I overwhelmed? God, tell me why. I was going to God with so many questions on why is my life so difficult? Why am I having such a hard time? Why me, Lord? Why me? And so if you've been there, if you've been in a place where you've just been mad at God and you just question how come everything happens to me, Or how come everything falls apart in my life when, you know, you're looking to the left and the right and everything seems good for the people that you know or people that you see. And so my intent of reading the Bible was to go and try to really get a, a, a fresh perspective of why me. And so God was just showing me that I was looking for reasons why I was in pain, why my circumstances and my situations was was the way they is. I wasn't necessarily looking for the who behind the pain or the or the what behind the situations, but I was looking to prove something. I knew that, okay, God, you're supposed to be good. You're supposed to be the big man in the sky. And so all these things are happening to me. So I'm looking to you to figure out why me. If you're in intent is to seek 
the outcome of, of an action or if your intention is to um, see God to justify why something is good and why something is bad. That's where I have to stop you. That's where I have to say, if you're reading from the intent to prove things in your life, if you're looking for the intent to justify why you made certain decisions in your life, why certain choices came up in your life and why you took the left path versus the right path, I want to stop you right there. Because reading our Bible is not to prove anything. God's word is very clear. It's very clear in what he said, how he said it, and why he said it. But most importantly, I want you to remember, we read in our Bibles because of who said it. So when I change my perspective on who? Okay, God, I know I walk through teenage pregnancy. I know I walk through broken relationships, God, but I know who was with me. I know who was walking with me during my times of trouble, God. I know who was with me in the pit when I didn't know where I was going to go. I know who was with me when I got the diagnosis. I know who was walking with me during my my, uh, times of agony, during my times of depression. I know who was comforting me during those times. And so I no longer wanted to prove anything to myself and especially to flesh because flesh will rise up and you will be angry. You will be saddened by things that has happened to you when God is just asking you to see him for who he is. Know that he is good. Know him to be true. Know him to be the peacemaker, the ruler of all rules, the kings of all kings. Know him to be the good that you can have in your life. It's not about what John did to you. It's not about the trauma of uh, your childhood. I believe that we magnify the, the pain and we magnify the bad things in our life way too much. Sometimes they really outweigh the good because we choose not to take our eyes off of it. Our eyes are so stuck on the things that we did not do that God can't even show us what he can do. The practical piece of reading our Bible is all about perspective. You know, we're reading our word, something has come up in our life. So we go to our Bibles and we look for that discernment of what we should do. Like I said, that is amazing to have perspective in reading your word, to have the insight to know that I'm going to go to God and I'm going to get in my word and I'm going to read. That's what we should do. But in the same breath, you should have the spiritual revelation that you should know that when I open up my Bible, when I go before God, that I am inviting the Holy Spirit in And I am asking him for that relation piece to my reading. I am asking God to reveal to me things that I don't yet see. Reveal to me between the lines of the paper. Reveal to me spiritually how I should be moved. Reveal to me how I should see things from how you see them, Lord. Give me your thoughts. Give me your ways, God. Allow me to move in certain rooms that I don't see myself in. Allow myself to really Put me in places, God, that only you see. So when you're going before God and you're in your word, you're believing in God for the things that are going to give you hope. You're believing in God for things that is going to give you a peace of mind, his perfect peace. You're believing in God for this doesn't look good, Father, but I know that somewhere along the way that you've already made it good, Father. I know that I don't have to see it right now, God, because I know that it's coming. That's the belief in reading your word. That is the belief in knowing that it doesn't matter what it looks like right now. I'm just going to keep 
pressing before you. I'm going to keep getting on my knees and praying to you and reading my word until it makes sense, until it looks good, until what you've spoken to me prosper, until the promises that you've blessed over my life come to pass. I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep holding on to my faith. And so again, the practical and the spiritual, they go hand in hand because we're made of flesh. We are born from sin. And so having that worldly perspective, that's in you. You were made of that. But when you are giving your life to Christ, when you are walking this, uh, this journey out with the Lord, God gave you a new name. He made you new. And so that perspective that you once had of the world of what you thought was good and what you thought was bad, the poorly judgment of of yourself and unto others, God washes that away. He removed those scales from your eyes. And so now he's given you the spiritual lens to believe and see things that are not there that will come to pass. The hope for the diagnosis, the belief that it, it's not always going to be like this. I can come from some something good is that my past will no longer keep me bound and keep me in bondage because of what I've walked through. I've come out of that. I've come out of things that has kept me, that has swallowed me up, that has choked me out. I've come out of that. And so that's the, where the Holy Spirit comes and guides. That's where the Holy Spirit comes and blesses. That's where the Holy Spirit comes and anoints and give you eyes that you have not yet seen, give you ears that you have not yet heard. And you're discerning spirits around you and you're saying, okay, God, what would Jesus do in this moment? And so the peace to that spiritual relationship with Holy Spirit in man is the revelation is the revelation. Now the revelation is the revealing. The revelation is the, is that secret place. It's the, it's something that we receive unto us. And so when I'm reading my word and when I'm searching for, um, the, 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 that hope after getting that phone call, when I am in my word and I'm believing in God after hearing the diagnosis or seeing the job make certain decisions or whatever the world is doing, whatever the chaos has come about. When I go to God, I want to receive something that only the Lord can give me. And that's the revelation of what only God can give. And so I want you to understand something too, that the practical piece to reading your word is the perspective that we oftentimes have to prove. We're trying to prove what's right and what's good. It does not make us nobody's judge. So I want you to be very clear on that, that when you're reading your word, although you have the perspective to understand, it's not to judge, it's not to prove, it's not to keep no one bounded by their sin, because in that light, we wouldn't be walking with the Lord. We wouldn't be loving like Jesus loves. And so we're not going to read our word with the intent to prove anything to anybody. Reading your word is solely for yourself and it's solely for um, carrying out the, the gospel and really glorifying God in all that you do with your very life. And so the spiritual aspect to reading your word is believing. So not only are you believing 
and who God is, why Jesus came and who he died for. But then you also want to receive the Holy Spirit. You want him to be that comfort, be that guide, be that relation between man and spirit. And so you want to invite him into your reading. You want to bless the very things that you read with the Holy Spirit. You want to ask him to anoint and guide you along the passages, along the scriptures. There were many times where I would open up my Bible and I didn't necessarily have a place or a passage in my heart, but then the Holy Spirit just guides me through the words. He comforts me and it's always on time. I promise it is always perfect and divinely because I'm asking the Holy Spirit to be all that I am not, to fill me up to give me words to say, to give me the thoughts that I don't yet think, to give me the ears to hear with things I don't yet hear. Again, we are asking God to come in and deplete what we know to be, what we know to see, and to be filled up with the Lord, to be filled up spiritually while reading our Bibles. And so that last piece to this, y'all, is the revelation. The revelation, again, the revealing, that secret place that God gives. And so you want to be able to receive that. In order to receive the revelation during your reading and just hearing God speak to you because he's always talking y'all. God is always talking, but it's all about the posture. It's all about your position and in the very place that you are in. Are you able to discern who God is? Are you able to um, receive why Jesus came, why Jesus died and who he died for? Reading your word for me, became something that not only blessed my my prayer life, but it gave me things that I didn't once have. Like I wrote down that when you are putting action with your reading, when you're going out and you're committing to the Lord and you're connecting with others and sharing the gospel with other people, God is increasing your faith. God is doing some discipline in your prayer life. He's growing you, giving you those faith muscles, giving you the spirit of discernment to know that what you're doing in your heart and in your quiet time, God is blessing that very thing. He sees the intent behind your reading. He knows that you are the desire behind the relationship to be close with him is pure. He honors that. And I also believe that when we're reading our Bibles, God speaks to our mind. He speaks to our thoughts. He gives us this such a divine moment. Things that when if you're going and reading your word in chaos, God quiets that. He gives you this piece of calmness. He gives you, he just like a fresh wind just comes over you. God gives you that. And so when you're allowing yourself to have that time to get in your word, to really discern what he's saying beyond paper, Beyond what's embedded in print, beyond what someone told you or a sermon you heard yesterday or a message that you heard on podcast, I want you to understand that God speaks directly to you. Without the revelation, we will only see things from our point of view. So to recap y'all on this episode, I know it was a lot. I really do. But I want you to understand the practical piece of reading our word comes from perspective. It is concerned with the facts of our real life. It gives us the experiences that we've been through. And then it gives us the application piece to relation. 
right? So the spiritual side is actually the relationship that we have between God and man. So the relationship that you have between you and God is built within the Holy Spirit. So allowing the Holy Spirit to come in to really comfort you and guide you when you're reading. You're believing over proving. You're not proving anything to anybody. You're not even trying to prove anything to yourself. You just want to allow the Holy Spirit to give you the belief that you do not have, to give you new thoughts, to give you new ways to understanding what you're reading. So if you're not inviting the Holy Spirit into your Bible reading, Please, I want to encourage you to start inviting him into that space, inviting him into that time. I promise you it's going to bless your very soul. And the last piece to this, y'all, is receiving the revelation of what you're reading, the revealing of the hitting or the valuable pieces to what God is trying to say to you and through you. So we want to be able to receive all that God has for us, not only just for us, but to be able to share the gospel, go out and anoint others uh, with his very presence. And so I believe that that is what this podcast is for, is for me to share the goodness of God, for me to be able to put this on a platform and, and others be able to use this as a resource. And so it's not to give you the Bible itself, not to be able to say this is where you're going to get your word. No, I still want to encourage you to go and pick up your Bible, to read your word, to know what he is saying for you. Like I said, what God has for me will be for me, but I want to always encourage you to go read your Bible for you. Allow the Holy Spirit to discern your spirit and allow yourself to be able to identify who you are in God. God will, he will bless and anoint your very existence. And so before I go, y'all, God really had me in Proverbs. Now, Proverbs for me is a passage of the Bible that really speaks so much truth. Proverbs doesn't sugarcoat it. It's more so like God said what he said when he said it. And so he had me in 16 verse number two. And three, it says people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motives. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. And so again, I'm back in that study life application Bible where it gives you perspective. And so it says that there are different ways to fail to commit whatever we do to the Lord. We could say something is being done for the Lord, but in reality, we're doing it for ourselves. Others give God temporary control of their interests, but only to take control back. Still others commit a task fully to the Lord, but put forth no effort themselves and they wonder why they do not succeed. We must maintain a delicate balance, trusting God as if everything depended on him while working as everything depended on us. And so what I love that is that, again, we are talking about what we see from our eyes and what the Lord sees from his eyes. When we are allowing God to come in and letting his thoughts be our thoughts and his ways be our ways, we're setting ourselves 
outside of the norm. We know that we are in this world, but we're not of this world. It's like we are called outside of where we are. And so we are allowing our commitments and our actions be unto the Lord. We are everything we get, everything God is blessing us with. We want to be able to give that back unto him. And we want to commit to that. We want to make sure that we're staying connected in his word. We want to make sure that we are aligning our paths with what God has. And so I want to thank everybody who's coming into the live right now. This really blessed me, y'all. There, I have so many notes in regards to this episode, but I want to leave you with this. Reading your Bible shouldn't be with the intent to justify why something is good or bad. It shouldn't be the reason behind your pain, your circumstance, or your situation. It shouldn't prove certain actions or attitudes or outcomes that you may have, but it should be with the intent to seek who you are and who you are not. It is with the searching of your identity that is giving you the spiritual lens of reading your word. So I pray and I hope that it blessed you, girl. If you, again, if you're looking for that morning devotional, please be sure to send me an email and I will get that over to you. I will do my very best for those who doesn't have social media for you to be a part of that morning devotional. But until next time, girlfriend, holla. Holla.